0: GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to Storybrooke, Maine, with four members of the cast of Once Upon a Time. So without further ado, let's turn the page and bring them out. Our first guest is an actor whose credits include Heroes Reborn, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and Sleepy Hollow. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of the malevolent Peter Pan. Please welcome Robbie Kay.
1: Hi, how you doing? Good. How are you doing today, young man? I'm good. I'm good. Very good. Very excited about this. This is going to be fun. Everything well
0: in your corner of the world?
1: Yeah, as well as it can be, given all the <laughs> circumstances but uh, i think it's great that we're able to do this digital convention platform and still do what we love yeah i'm really looking forward to it thank you so much for joining us here today at the GalaxyCon virtual stage our
0: cool. next guest is an actress whose roles include roswell the hills have eyes and lost today she joins us to discuss the role of bell and sometimes Lacey. please welcome back emily DeRaven. raven hi Hey, yeah. how I'm are you? <laughs> I'm okay. How are you guys? Uh, nice to see you again, Patty. Always great to see you again, young lady. You seem to be on the road these days, huh?
2: I am. This is my welcome to my new home. Here's the wall. <laughs> the <other> wall is on the <laughs> wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of loving it, though. It's like the same thing that I love when I'm on location is the small space. You know, I, I like having a, you know, we have a reasonably big home in Los Angeles, which is fantastic. And but then you get this small space and you're like, oh, it's so easy. Everything's condensed and, you know, you, you only bring what you need. And the kitchen's right there. I can do the laundry and the
0: cook at the same time. So enjoying that. It definitely breathes some uh, efficiency. Yes, which I think in the whole world could use a little bit more of nowadays. So but we may get into that later. Our next guest, she is an actress and advocate of animal rights, whose credits include Sacred Lies, Justice League Animated, and True Blood. Today, she joins us to talk about her turn as the antagonist and leader ally Maleficent. Please welcome back Krista Bauer.
3: Hi. Emily, when I was supposed to be sleeping last night, I was Googling RVs.
0: Oh, I, think she's, fr- frozen, huh? I think she's frozen. <laughs> oh,
3: no. Oh, no. Oh no, okay, hold on
0: Well, like I said, she is on the road, so Yeah <laughs> so... You can only have two guests at a time, it looks like Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Out. <laughs> Absolutely not, because our next guest is an actress and filmmaker whose body of work includes House, How I Met Your Mother, Mother, Batman Hush, and the award-winning film Sundogs Today she joins us to discuss the role of Emma Swan in Once Upon a Time Please welcome back to the Town virtual stage, Jennifer Morrison Hey
4: guys Hey Hello, Hello. Oh, um, it's good to be here. I love doing this. I feel like I get to see people. I, I feel like I suddenly have community when this happens. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, our lost lamb, I'm sure we brought back. But I'll tell you what, no pun uh, intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As our, our team right now is pulling the questions out of the chat room, last time I had I had most of you all here, I got to hear the stories about how this uh, journey uh, brought you to your roles on Once Upon a Time. But Robbie, you are a newcomer. I would love for our audience to hear how Peter Pan began for you.
1: Yay, we got her, we got her. Yay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just had uh, a request for an audition. I lived in Texas at the time, so I taped so it was just a regular audition tape and the week after i had that tape i was supposed to go to to london to get my passport renewed Called back a couple of days later and said hey we, we want you to come to l.a to meet the director blah 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 and i was like i can't i can't go to l.a because we've already got our flights booked you know got to get our passports renewed blah 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 so we ended up doing a, a skype audition uh one of the first ones I've, i ever did um and this mm. was back in 2013. Uh, so I took a transatlantic flight, red eye, to London. Got there around like ten, eleven a.m. Absolutely knackered. Slept for a couple of hours, and then woke up and and hopped on Skype and did this audition. I felt like an absolute wreck. Uh, yeah, just did the audition. Uh, went pretty well, but we we weren't sure. But the problem was, once you had your passports in, you don't get them back for like ten days. And the turnaround on this role was really quick. And I woke Chris up. I can tell I- you all about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and yeah. her, right we've all had the sleepless passport travel story
1: it's mad and then i woke up the next morning and just as we were about to go to the to the office they called and said that i got the role so i was about two hours away from not being able to do the role because of a bloody passport situation so wow. we were very lucky we ended up not handing the passport in flying out to canada and and, oh. and doing all of that stuff later so very lucky <laughs> Indeed. It's not very often that uh,
0: art can actually trump bureaucracy. So kudos on you. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. look at that. So uh, this was absolutely one of the most unique versions of Peter Pan uh, we have ever seen, uh, turning him into this creature of romance, which I'd always heard repeatedly, you know, as you're a kid, you root for Peter Pan. But when you're a grown up, sometimes you actually do root for uh, Captain Hook. Uh, <laughs> Did they sort of lay out the design of the character for you at the time,
1: or was it just as, as the scripts came? Honestly, there wasn't much to go on. Um, they pretty much, I mean, it was obvious that the character was going to be evil and kind of the bad guy for the first half of season three, that arc. But yeah, we only got the scripts like, what, like a week before? the next episode. So uh, we were kind of running blind a little bit in terms of the direction of the characters. And a lot of that stuff changes on the fly. So even if they had a vision of what was going to happen, they didn't tell us. (laughs) Well, he didn't tell me. So, but yeah, I mean, it was really fun as part of the allure of the character was not really knowing what was going on next. So, um, yeah, I'm
4: just going to jump on Rob Robbie for a second and say he was such an impressive young actor. (laughs) Like, I mean, truly, I, 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 we obviously were very lucky because the cast as a whole was a very committed cast who all like really took it seriously and all wanted to do great work. I mean, Robbie is sort of blessed with this like eternal youth situation with his face. And I don't know how old you were when you showed up, but he looked about 12 and I was like, Oh, that's cool. He looks right for Peter Pan. And we started doing the scene and I was like, Whoa, like that just, he was so present. He had such an intensity. He had, So much going on. There clearly was so much homework behind the work. And it's so unusual when you've got such a young face in front of you that someone is bringing that to the role, just with such like weight, integrity and work. And I was just like, I mean, I've probably never said this to you before, but I was really, I was really blown away. And it was really fun. That season was really fun, partially because I really enjoyed our scenes together.
1: Oh, it's really sweet of you to say. Thank you. That means a lot. It's really nice. That absolutely
0: spilled over as a viewer to, to see you guys bounce off. Well, just again, it's always a pleasure to see all of you guys bounce off each other's characters. But when I heard Peter Pan was coming in, I was like, all right, all right. I was like, <laughs> Oh, OK. All right. And um, and the rest is definitely history. So our team has let us know we are good at audience questions. So I will ask Christina, our awesome producer, to roll our first one. And this is going to come from Zach, who wishes to know, did you relate to your character in any way? Hmm. Who's that for? Uh, that's for everybody. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be
4: very quick about it so that we can go around the the table here. Um, yeah, I, I think that I, I think the thing I related to in Emma the most is just that she had a real determination to try to figure out what the right path forward was, even if it was a hard path. And I like to think that I, I try to approach my life that way.
1: Robbie, how about you? You were were a kid playing an eternal kid. Yeah, I mean, I hope I didn't relate too much to that character because he was (laughs) an absolute bastard. Um, Yeah. I, I mean... I suppose uh, in the sense of of escapism and kind of wanting to go to your own place, that that was kind of relatable. I think everyone you know has struggles in their life and they like to go away and kind of forget all their troubles. So I guess there was part of that. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was it, like I said, every episode was a new thing that I had to kind of learn about the character. Um, it wasn't until episode three where they said oh and by the way or oh, Rumpelstiltskin's father so there was that to contend with so I think it was actually quite far away from, from me as a by person
0: the
1: <laughs> so. by the way the best
0: father-in-law I've ever had is it? <laughs> and speaking of Emily how about you
2: yeah, I guess I, I guess I relate to the inherent need to, not as drastically as Belle, thank goodness, but to help and to fix things with other people. Um, and I think that Belle did that majorly to her own detriment instead of looking at herself, trying to just be a stronger, better individual
0: in her own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Kristen, bring us home. <laughs> no pressure.
3: So um <laughs> yeah, I I've been reflecting on this I guess as an actress, I always sort of look at it when I see the role and think, okay, what do I have in me and what do I have to make up? You know, what can I borrow and what can I just I have to use my imagination. And I always wish in my own life that I was tougher. I tend to be on the vulnerable fixer side. But what I do appreciate with the way that the roles I've gotten to play and especially Maleficent is that she seems unredeemable, but then we find out the reason why. And that multi-layered gray area, I think is so everybody, you know, mm-hmm. just one thing. Yeah, parts I can relate to. I certainly never laid an egg had it (laughs) (laughs) stolen
2: you know I I was always curious that
3: it was a funny scene to shoot because the egg was like this big and it's and I'm like can we is there a line we could put or something on the bottom of the screen (laughs) that came out of me when I was in drag
2: so funny
4: I was going to get your advice about egg laying today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bummed
0: to find yeah, out. It's a disappointment. Not a yeah. method situation. I got, I got nothing. for <laughs> <Right>, you, <yeah. laughs> uh, Zach. That was a great one to start us off with, and we've learned quite a bit deal about egg laying. Very good. So, <laughs> what do we have next? And this one's from Eric. Uh, what is your favorite memory of filming the show? Should we go backwards? Uh, if anyone wants a popcorn, or yeah. I'll just I'll pick someone. <laughs>
3: So what flashed into my mind immediately was just laughing, 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 laughing. Like, I love all those times when you're on the set and you're probably just deliriously tired and something will strike you funny. Mm-hmm. And and they're so hard to to explain if you weren't there. But I just went through so many. I told one last time, but and one that popped into my head was Victoria... Is Cruella, she had that amazing car, Mm -hmm. and we're parked out in some gorgeous mountain road in this Canada forest, and it's foggy and it's beautiful. And she's got to pull up and hit a mark and screech into it and then jump out of the car. Something happened where she got, she couldn't get the door open, and then her coat got caught. And so anyone else would be like, hey, let me just start over. But she then, climbed out the window but the coat was caught so she had the, this robe while climbing out the window and still ran over at us and put her mark and set her line. It was just such a fabulous moment and I loved all the laughter on the set. It's one thing I really miss about the times we're in as well is I find i just not laughing as much. Yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, So true. Mm. Mm. those were the days (laughs) yeah but it's true too because it's like it because there are so many things that are so intense even if there is something that could or would be funny sometimes you don't even feel permission you know and i think that that's like a tricky thing like culturally we're all trying to figure out now is like right i think there needs to be we have to figure out as like humans how to find the moments of levity in order to recover to handle the grief you know in order to handle the hard times to handle the intensity of things it's like it's a really tricky thing when when you don't feel permission to find joy, you know? Sorry, yeah. that's a really deep dive after no, that. It's yeah. No, no, no. It, it's too it,
1: early it, for this, Jen. Come on. Sorry. Right.
3: Right. <laughs> no, no, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of I find
4: myself struggling with that, you know? Like, I find myself right, just right. like suddenly being very serious. And I'm like, I
2: don't think I'm that usually
4: this serious of a person. Like, yes, this is nah. like, uncomfortable,
2: you know? No, I, mean, I feel it's a really I'm... good subject. And yes, yeah, a very long conversation, but. Oh my god none of us are around peers you know it's not no. that group it's energy not. not even a big group but just group energy yeah you yeah. want to you want to entertain people you want to make people laugh you want to it's that whole back and forth energetic yeah. stuff that we really i'm missing mental health is so important and that part is like what do we yeah. do to fill that void i mean this this that's why i love this i think this is yeah. awesome, you know yeah.
3: like
0: second and best <laughs> it is <laughs> And to, to let our audience know, not all shows are uh, allowed jovial fun. They don't really allow those little sort of moments. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it's really it's really nice when a cast is comfortable enough with each other and with the directors and the runners that, yeah, it creates an atmosphere where it's okay to, have, to, have, to make these memories. Yeah. And true. be able to share them with us. So, Eric, thank you. That was a very good one. What do we have next from Ryan? What is <laughs> what is it filming with a green screen like? And... I got a, I got a good one for this. Oh, <laughs> bet you do. Oh, I'll bet boy. you do. Because it wasn't necessarily green screens all the time. It was some other stuff, I believe. I
1: right? spent I spent a lot of time on that stage because of the, the the scenes that I had to do. There was one just ridiculous moment where I was I like went outside of my body and I was like, "What the hell am I doing with my life?" And that was when I, I Welcome had this to scene.
4: every
2: day of six years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was I
1: was I was doing a scene with like the ghost of Peter Pan's ghost. away. I should my shadow, my shadow. shadow, yeah. And obviously, it was voiceover. It was it was like CGI. So instead of acting with another person, we had our first AD, Rob holding up a two by four, like duct tape with green tape. And he was just waving it around, like running around the stage, just like full of green. And he was like, you know, like, like all of this. And then the camera was going and I had to deliver my lines and it was all really serious and really like it's supposed to, it, it should have had weight to it. And it was just like the most ridiculous thing. I was just like, what am I doing? Yeah, This guy is just waving a wooden plank around, and I'm supposed to act against, like basically yeah. a, a I I can't
4: remember what the episode was, but there was also I don't know if it was your season, Robbie, or not, but it was there was like an did we chase
2: an ogre at some point? I'm sure we did, <laughs> right? Like I mean, I don't. It all blends together now. It was oh. that you know, It was that Yawagui thing, and then there was there was an yeah, ogre. It wasn't was, it
1: was, was, yeah. Right?
2: Because similar to to Robbie's story, I think it was Rob,
4: maybe Morgan. God bless our first ADs. These are like not in their job description, and they're doing this just to try to make it better for us. They were great. Were like a giant... Popsicle stick with like a, a sketched ogre head and just <laughs> you know, running around. With, and I was like, I am trying to save the world here, guys. Like, I can't, I would rather look at nothing than like the giant popsicle ogre that's like being dragged around,
1: right? So now. distracting. <laughs> just,
3: like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it was weird. It's weird because it's like Vegas, too, right? There's no time. <laughs>
2: It's just <laughs> right. So, guess, yeah. That stage does feel. That's a great analogy, right? You're on that yeah. stage, and right. you keeps know, yeah. you awake because it's either blue or green, and you're like, oh, I have no idea. There's no depth it.
1: perception either, so you don't no know where the wall perception. is. Yeah. Right.
3: When I wish in... they were
4: pumping oxygen in the way they do in Vegas, though, that would have been nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was gonna
3: almost just said it. Even feels like there's a lack of oxygen in there. Yeah. yeah. It probably is, but. Well, we also would always have all that, like,
4: um, atmospheric smoke being pumped in, and they would open, you know, occasionally open those big doors and let it out. But that accumulates pretty aggressively. And when you're like (laughs) racing against time, and they don't want to stop to open the doors, because it takes too much time, there was probably longer stretches that we were breathing, dense, atmospheric smoke. I always wonder if that's
1: going to give us any permanent damage.
4: I I actually know the research.
1: Is it it good or bad? It might
4: only take a year off our life.
1: It's okay. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Well, that's fine then. I didn't,
2: really, um, I didn't I didn't really do that much green screen stuff. I remember doing I you know a little bit here and there in the castle, but that stuff was relatively easy. I would just put candlesticks not on the table and it would be like you got to you know whatever. Yeah. But that was all right. I did have I did have a, a popsicle stick story though. Mine was the bear when yeah. she and it was all outside and it was running from the bear. I don't know what episode that was, but it had it had a bear. They had gone it actually, like cut out at a picture, like a photograph of a bear head.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, Put it on a thing, and I think it was. Um, I think it was Rob doing it this time. Those guys. So it
1: wasn't just me. No, <laughs> no, no, it was no, just no, me no. this whole time. How many <laughs> no, no, times no. have they done this? Okay,
4: none of us had to ride the giant pickle like Josh did. So <laughs> listen, we got I did. I did. I I actually do have a good green screen story though too. I was when the giant grabs me and picks me up they put me in a green intertube. Uh-huh. So it was, I was, you know, like in a giant green intertube that was suspended from the air. So I just hung from like a giant green intertube for like hours. And then they'd be like, he's, t- he's squeezing tighter. And I'd be like, Aah! you know, and it really like the intertube was the giant's finger in, in, the actual, in the actual thing. But yeah, I spent a lot of time hanging in a giant green intertube. Oh
3: my God, it's so flailing. Lots of flailing.
0: Yeah. So oh,
3: ridiculous!
0: <laughs> Ryan, thank you very much. That was a great one. We learned a lot about working with popsicle sticks. <laughs> As for person unknown, uh, if you could go to Storybrook for a day, what would you do? Hmm.
2: Hmm. Probably grab bracky at Granny's diner, go for a walk along
1: the boardwalk. <laughs> I don't. I, I fix I'd
2: probably.
1: <laughs> Probably make a U-turn and get the hell out of there. There's too much drama going on. I feel yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's hard to try to imagine that not the way we imagine that. Yeah. You know, like our experiences of Storybook were like um, either freezing in a forest or uh, chasing popsicle sticks or, <laughs> you know, ordering fish. And chips with the great fish and chips place before they closed because we were going to work all night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like maybe what Robbie said. Storybrooke is full of a lot of dangerous drama.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't (laughs) know how long I'd want to stick
4: around for whatever monster was coming through a portal. You know.
1: Uh, Yeah,
0: Yeah. and and when yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky place to visit.
3: I only went there a couple of times to shoot, and so. In my mind, I'm like, well, I go to back to that little antique store that I bought those cranes that I have right over there from like Lana and I were shopping between scenes and <laughs> you know, it was and I was in that amazing like 40s outfit because I didn't have much Storybrook story, so yeah, I'd, I'd go shopping.
0: That's absolutely fair. Well, person unknown, or perhaps may have been a representative of the Storybrook to a board of tourism. Oh, thank you for that question. <laughs> What do we have next? From Abigail. Did you guys happen to acquire through unknown means anything from the set?
2: I um acquired, no, I was I was given um one of the teacups, the chipped teacups. um, Oh yeah, that I have up on like my mantle. And I have and then Eduardo gave me the the wedding, not the first gold dress I wore, but the wedding dress the more like elaborate big gold giant dress and these like crazy heels. All my heels were like this, dude, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> like, that yeah. was like running through the forest in these. I don't know how I did that. that I funny. literally
4: forgot how short you were because we only
2: saw <laughs> you in like eight inch heels.
4: And I was like,
2: what <laughs> happened to the rest of you? So <laughs> <Is> <laughs> that? Oh, I have, my, I have my wedding band because there was two of them that was given oh. to I don't think I took anything. I mean, maybe probably ended up with some socks and bras or something by proxy, but I think that's my that's my stash. Emily, is that a Bigfoot shirt you're wearing? It is a Bigfoot shirt that I'm wearing from <laughs> Tuesday, Oregon. That's amazing. Okay. Be- Vera, Vera, my daughter, she's, um, she's obsessed with finding him. She's like, but if no one's seeing him, I'm going to be the first. So she's oh,
1: asking. Um, on a mission.
2: On, your kids on. are so cute, by the way. My God, they're
1: My so cute.
3: God.
1: Oh.
0: They're Oh. all right. Who else? Anybody else uh, uh, have a memento from uh, your time on the set? Uh,
4: when Emily said that, it made me realize. I, I've told so many people this before, so it's like a boring answer, but they did give me a... Um, a dark swan dagger, which I don't know where it is. So either someone stole it or someone has a dark swan dagger and they have no idea what it is, or it's somewhere in my basement. Um, <laughs> when I find it, I'm going to frame it, but I did also, I forgot that Eduardo had made, we went through a lot of iterations of figuring out like what dark swan looked like. Cause we were like inventing this person that didn't sure. exist in any, fairy tale mythology yet we knew we liked the like that leather jacket with the black tight pants kind of deal that we ended up with but we were kind of playing with whether or not she was always in that or if there was like other things and ultimately it just felt better to like keep her in the one thing but there was a moment where she had this great jacket that was like very 40s inspired and it when eduardo of course had made the most fabulous black jacket of all time and I think I wore it for one scene and we either didn't use the scene or reshot the scene. I can't remember, but I ended up with the jacket. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, I need a real like moment to wear this because it is not like an everyday jacket. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But,
4: but it's beautiful and it's, you know, so I do have that.
0: Nice, nice. Kristen, Do uh, you acquire anything from the set or maybe if not this, then maybe something off True Blood or what are your other sets?
3: Yeah, I'm thinking about so from once upon a time, I took the unicorn, the pony, that I worked with in the first episode. He's somewhere around here. No, I didn't really, when I think <laughs> back on my sets, like, I had the green screen, and then there was a pony and a throne. Can you imagine I mean, What's the pony? Pizza? What's the pony that you had? I remember here? the pony. It was like, it was my first <clears> episode. <throat> it was sort of traumatic for me as an animal rights person, but it was It was fine but it was a unicorn that I had. So it was a pony dyed black and they stuck a horn on it. And the poor thing was like- Can was you this? dye a pony black and the heck have that be okay? Yeah, so it was really very temporary yeah. because when I was petting the pony, my hand would turn black. Oh, oh my God. But so, and you know, from Wisconsin, we all want ponies when we're kids. I guess this is a thing and your parents buy you a pony. We all had a pony and then, you know, nine months later, where does the pony go? So I was like, uh oh, well, I guess it has a life because it has a job and they'll keep it. So I think the pony was fine. I couldn't sneak out the pony. I couldn't sneak out the drone. True Blood, I did have, um, I got a couple of outfits. But again, it is hard to know when to rock that. Like, <laughs> I got a black corset. I got mm-hmm. um, a black leather jacket that has spikes. <clears throat> All down the shoulders and the sleeves. Whoa, that so, sounds yeah. like Halloween all over it, right? Yeah, totally, right. Like maybe loan it to someone who wants to be yeah. Pam Halloween. So it's it's really cool, and I'll keep it forever. But I don't know if it would just be something I find in my closet every five years. I'm cleaning up my closet right now and go, oh wow, yeah,
0: <laughs> that thing. It's a little yeah.
2: impromptu
3: photo shoot with it. Just <laughs> so I, yeah, I should. It's an Instagram post for sure, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> and please, I know. Please. Vera
2: keeps asking me, she's like, Why don't you why is it in a box? It's in a nasty, she's like, It's in a nasty Tupperware. This the big dress, why oh, I don't gonna wear it nasty. I'm gonna pick <laughs> up this mine, I would wear it all the time. <laughs> and
3: she'll get to that age where she could play in it, right? And be at like, I don't know, 12 <laughs> or whatever. They I don't
2: know, huge. This dress is like, but, it's yeah, huge... it's so uh, big, this massive petticoat thing, and it was so petticoat petticoat so when I had the. 1200 inch heels on a lot of that for charity like at a certain point
3: I I did get rid of a lot of stuff because I don't know I don't know what to do with that you know but you keep some of it it's like your wedding dress I guess you just keep it hermetically sealed
0: well if and when any of you do take uh, do social media posts uh, with these trinkets please tag us in it and we will gladly reshare it okay good idea awesome and Abigail thank you that was a great one what do we have next? From Christy, what other fandom would you like to see have a crossover with Once Upon a Time?
1: Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Star yes, Wars.
0: that's what I
3: always
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. lifesavers in here. <laughs> There's, There's a amazing. whole world
2: to explore with that. There's oh, man.
3: Yeah, no one can top that answer.
1: Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <None>. Christy,
0: boom! <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. yeah! Thank yeah. you, Ah, <laughs> <God. laughs> uh, <clears throat> Oh, what relationship in the story did you appreciate the most from Person Unknown? Why are there so many unknown people asking questions today? <laughs> I, I, Well, when, when, when you come into our chat room, you sort of pick your own uh, sort of uh, handle because our chat rooms are unique. Uh, and I think you can just opt not to have one,
1: just have one in there. So. Oh,
4: gotcha. it just seems so mysterious. I know. What relationship do
2: have?
1: I mean, I guess from my perspective, I, <clears throat> a lot of my scenes were with, um, were with Bobby. So, I, I mean, I guess once I wrapped my head around the fact that I was his dad, I guess, I guess that would be the one that I appreciated the most just because I really enjoyed my scenes with him. I thought, I felt that the dialogue in those scenes and there was a lot going on underneath and uh, we had a lot of fun kind of figuring out what it all meant. I would probably say that. Absolutely fair.
4: I really enjoyed um, exploring this, the, the scenes with um, Michael Raymond James. I mean, I, I I feel like I could say this literally about every character, including everyone on the screen right now. Um, try to come up with new stories every time we all talk about this stuff. But um, but MRJ, like, first of all, is a super complicated character. He's like the father of Henry and yet caused a lot of pain and heartache in. Emma's life but also brought a lot of joy to Emma's life so I felt like there was always like a real complexity to that um dynamic that you don't see that often on a show like this so I I felt like it was really fun to kind of dive into how complicated their relationship was and how much love there was there despite how much pain there was there so and also I mean MRJ just like talk about laughing Kristen I mean I right don't I, I don't envy the editors when they would get like our scenes because <laughs> I mean, I was mostly just like crying from laughing in between every take. He just, I don't even, I don't even remember what he was saying. I just know that like I couldn't get through anything without cracking up.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He isn't he? I, I didn't get to do any scenes with him on Chubla, but I would see him at conventions and promo stuff. And oh my Lord, he's just so incredible and unique and funny. And Yeah, yeah. At one point, he was like he went to Crafty a lot. You know, he'd go to, he'd go
4: to get food, and and he'd always be like, "Do you need anything, Morrison? Do you need anything, Morrison?" And I'd usually be like, "No, no." no. And one day, I was like, I-, "I don't know, sure, some fruit." He's like, "Well, what kind of fruit?" I was like, "I don't know, like good-looking fruit." And <laughs> then, like from that point on, he's like, "I'm getting more some, some good-looking
2: fruit." You know, like it was always like, I mean, to this day, when I see him, he's like,
4: Do, "Would you like some good-looking
2: fruit?"
3: You know, <laughs> <laughs> that like he bring, bring,
2: know. he's able to bring joy to a room, like that. Yeah. He's one of those. Guys. Yeah. 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 And
0: obviously. When we go back in business and return to our physical conventions, I will make sure that our great rooms are stocked with good looking fruit for you.
4: <laughs> Not bad looking fruit.
0: Not good bad looking fruit.
4: fruit. Good looking <laughs> <they eat> fruit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: uh,
4: I mean I I uh, do I, think I'm I, mean, work- into good looking fruit. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I think he like came back a couple minutes later. And was like, "What exactly is good looking fruit?" I was like, "I don't know. Just like something what, that wait, looks..." What did he bring, What did he bring
2: you
3: though? I think he brought me some good looking fruit. <laughs> yeah, good looking fruit and bad looking fruit. We all know it. And crabby is so mauled over and picked over. You're like, oh, those grapes look a little funky or whatever. You you don't. You kind of want to eat stuff that you peel. It's a crafty is a whole art. Yeah, it's true. Sorry,
0: sorry, Emily. You were starting That's to talk. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> All right. uh, we have a new panelist. Robbie,
1: who's joining us? <laughs> my uh, my little oh, kitty. Oh, oh, that? oh really? Oh, he's like, saying hi. Oh, really? Yeah, we got we got this little guy about six months ago. How oh. great. Oh, another one. Yeah, we got another one. Hey. hey. A friend, Thomas. Yeah, look. Oh, Yes.
3: Oh.
0: she She's a diva and she knows it. <sighs> Where are mine?
3: I have six. Where
0: are they? You have six? <laughs> they all oh, mine's somewhere. I think mine's in,
2: we have bunk beds in the RV and I think oh he likes, Stanley likes to just hide in Theo's bunk bed. It's really cute. Oh, Absolutely. Oh. But um, I, I, this, to answer the question, as far as relationships, I mean, I work probably 99% of my stuff was just with Bobby and yeah. that was, it was great. I loved, I loved their super complex up and down all over the place dramatic as hell relationship it was fun kept it you know it kept it interesting every day there was always something going on and to be able to work with someone who was so giving in every way made it great um but i love but i loved watching that i loved watching like you and mr jane like the family dynamics like you and Jenny and Josh and just the family mm. stuff was always fun for me to watch on the sidelines because it was so um it was so normal but dealing with these fairy tale land problems. Right. Know, it was, it was a nice
4: sort of I felt the same way about you and Bobby though because I feel like we didn't cross over very often. Mm. I mean, I don't even know if Belle and Emma like feel so like I feel like,
2: I feel I feel like most of my it was rare. I mean, Robbie, you and me and Kristen, oh. yeah, none of, was mainly like group stuff that I'd be
4: yeah, but it was yeah. fun because for me, I was like a real audience for your guys' stuff. And then for you, you could be like a real audience yeah. for us because we weren't there to yeah. see it filmed. You know? Maybe that's so why so. it was, too, because it felt yeah, like... Yeah, I felt that good. way about you guys. I was like, man, they're so good together. What a great... This is such a great, complicated relationship.
1: It's part of <laughs> yeah. the fun of the show is reading the scenes uh, in the script and going, I can't wait to see how that turns out. And then you yeah. and you're like, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I say, Kristen, uh, any thoughts on this one?
3: Yeah, I mean, my stuff was mainly with Lana and we had a ball, you know, it's always fun as a character to get your backstory. So we had a few days of just two people talking back and forth, you know, for 14 hours, which is also nice. It's not interrupted by a stunt or special effects. And it was really fun. We had a great, great time. Yeah, I just, I loved, I loved everything about that relationship.
0: We have time for a few more questions, so let's roll another. Anna Luca or Anna Lucia? I apologize for my pronunciation. I mean, if you weren't actors, what would you be
1: doing? I always wanted to study politics and international relations at university, and that was kind of what I was going to do before I took a gap year. So I'd probably do something relating with that. Maybe, maybe be a diplomat, travel. Anything anything travel-related, I would say, because I love traveling. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: I went to school for painting i've been going to school for that forever i painted wait that oh wow can we see it closer or is that going to mess up your setup let's see wait oh this is my dyslexia is kicking in <laughs> how do i oh my god this isn't a really hilarious. Right. You, like, you got it you got it oh wow, wow. Look at that. that's incredible that is whoa, whoa. Oh, i got it like here wait wait oh i got it i figured it out
4: sort of that's so beautiful <laughs> It's really so. I
3: um, I've been getting to do a little more of that with, with the COVID. So I was, and I it was an English painting major, and I've been doing both forever. And I love animal stuff and travel. You know, I do a lot of I try to do a lot of stuff with Africa. So, gosh, I really kind of don't want to act anymore. To be honest, I want to just paint and write and go to Africa when i when i see you know auditions come in and stuff my first response is like oh god you know i just really <laughs> i hear the alarm go off at three thirty again and i don't know i just want to do other stuff now i want to do what i started out doing and then fell in love with the group dynamic of being on. and i know i can't i'm addicted to that set life so i can't kick it but mm-hmm. um I'd like to do that less than that or is it that less? that's
4: amazing. If that's you ever safe. are interested in selling anything, let me know.
3: Cause that's yeah, gorgeous.
0: I, 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 I would like, yeah, I would like, yeah. I, I would and love to see an exhibit of your work. That, that's yeah. fantastic.
3: Thank you. I would too. And you know, they take a bit of time each one. So I'm working on it now. Um, headed towards exhibiting
4: please do because yeah when you do let us know so we can yeah. like post about don't it and, you and, it and yeah. like don't be shy yeah. that's that's incredible
3: thank you thank you i will <clears throat> thank you that's super nice do it do it seriously yeah that's awesome next,
4: yeah.
0: next time you, you join us here at mm. GalaxyCon, as if, if you'd like uh scan some of your pictures and make them in prints and we we'd love to sell those along with your autographed pictures
3: Great. Oh, wow yeah, great. How
0: cool yeah. and if, if you like maybe, maybe we could do it maybe we do make it a charity thing
3: yeah great I did I did a couple of paintings that I auctioned for charity of two blood characters it was really fun I love doing
0: that so thank you absolutely absolutely that's fantastic wow so uh, we have one person in the diplomatic corps and one artist uh who else would be doing what? Well, I mean, I would say directing, but I am directing, so I don't know if that counts. You are <laughs> it does. No, it does. Um, and we we've spoken before. Yeah. You've really rebased it. And again, someday I hope we can do a one on one where we can really talk about your directing stuff and, sure. film and stuff like that. But uh speaking of which, uh is there is there anything you've been watching lately, uh, from a director's eye that's been inspiring to you?
4: Um Yeah. You know, I just started watching Lovecraft, which I think is really the. I have I've only seen the pilot. So but I think the pilot is really beautifully crafted. It's just like it's beautifully shot and it's really carefully designed. And um, I just get excited when I see television shows that have so much like thought into the visual design, because, Mm. you know, you can't necessarily mimic that every single episode, but at least it's in the DNA of the show. And, and then you hope that, you know, when directors come in, who can really do that. You, you get to have the fun of seeing something that's that stunning. Um, so I, I feel like that is the most recent thing on television that I was really blown away by. And then I saw this. I wish I could remember the filmmaker's name. I'm really, really bad with names. So I feel badly that I always do this. But there's a film called Pole. think he's a russian director he studied under the guy who did that that one the movie that was all in one take like five years ago yeah he like he like studied under that director and it's a really just like powerful complicated story about these two women who the one woman sort of loves the other woman but the other woman's just her friend and like the men that come in and out of their lives and like the one woman raises the other woman's child and I mean, it sounds super heavy, but there's, like, there's, like, really interesting moments of levity in it. There's also just the complexities that come with female friendship and female love, and, and it's just really, really, like, beautifully shot. So that that's uh, something that, like, stands uh, out uh, recently as uh, like, an uh, interesting uh, film. Kandemir Balagov. Yeah,
0: I was about to say, I looked it up. Uh, Kandemir Balagov.
4: Yeah, well, no wonder I can't remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? Beanpole? Beanpole, Beanpole. yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's really, it's a really beautiful film. Like, I'm excited to see what this filmmaker continues to create.
0: That's so cool. Yes, absolutely. That's so Emily, what what would you be doing if um, the actor's life had not been for you?
2: I don't know. I've heard it. I'd probably still be, um, so I, I was dancing ballet full time and started acting on a whim, kind of. I was like, oh, I want to do this instead when I was, what, just um, 17. So, my, my whole thing was like, oh, if I don't get a job in a couple of months. Like so it's such a teenage thing. If this doesn't happen right away, I'll just do something. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't get a job in a couple of months, I'll just go back to the Australian ballet school that I just dropped out of to act for like whatever. Anyway, yeah, so that was – I probably would have just gone back and be doing ballet, I assume, or, or maybe have reverted back to like childhood. It was always um, wanting to be a vet to mm-hmm. want to um i my dad was a, a gp and i don't know if that knowledge stemmed into it more or less i was always kind of and still am apprehensive about band-aid doctors as i'd call my dad but <laughs> like, you're a band-aid doctor Aww. western medicine blah, blah blah it's great but it's <laughs> not, anyway but that probably the knowledge base of that and just being a huge mm-hmm. animal lover like we always had a lot of animals and not always the chicken was starting to crack at the egg. I'd help it open it, which probably wasn't very helpful to the chicken, but you know, I thought it was. Anyway, so maybe I would have done that. I've still got, I've still got weird fact about me, which will probably freak people out. I, I still have like weird things from like my dogs when I was little, if, like the if they had like a. That's not cute. <laughs> They had like a cyst, and it was like a drainage tube. I'd be Aww. taking care of it. On, I'd keep the drainage tube, and I'd write oh, a little note saying what it was in a little bag. And oh my god! Oh, my god. Oh. And, like, animals' teeth and
1: in- wow! Oh, oh. I- I'm nearly
2: it's I'm getting no He's like, okay.
1: She's like, I'm out. I can't deal with this.
2: <laughs> I have like cat <laughs> whiskers from when I was little from my cat. Oh. Yeah.
1: Robbie's oh, crazy. Like, oh. <laughs> I know he's currently laying right in front of me. Look,
4: oh my god, he's chilling. My no, right. like, dog does that if I'm like typing too much, she just like it, and obviously not on my desk, but if like I'm in bed and I'm like working, she'll just get on the keys and just be like, Yeah, enough yeah. already.
1: <laughs> yeah, why are you paying yeah. attention to this weird yeah. object? Right, and why isn't it me? Right, um, that's the way,
0: and
2: ah, she's Yay. back. <laughs> That's always a fun question. So what would you do if you're different? Because
0: it makes you That's think. A good question. It is yeah. out. absolutely oh, Gia, Thank you so much, gentlemen and ladies. Any final words for our audience before we go?
4: Thanks for hanging out with us, and also yeah. it was so nice to see you guys. I'm really. It's like been really yeah. nice getting to catch up. with I know
1: it's so great to see everyone. This has been great. Really, really good. Thank you guys so much for organizing this as well, Galaxy Culture. Yeah, yeah. Thank right. you,
2: GalaxyCon. Thank you guys for coming and going back really quick to what Jen was saying earlier. Like, thanks for the questions and thanks for you yeah. guys. You guys made my day. Like, yeah. I love my family and everything, yeah. but like smiling, laughing, reminiscing. Yeah. This is the stuff that we all miss right now. So love so you all. Great. Yeah,
0: so, so great. Yeah, so great. That's That's great. great.
2: Thank, thank you guys. <laughs> no, you guys,
3: I didn't get to work with you. So this is just lovely. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thank you all. It has been my pleasure to serve you here today at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And thank you for those great questions.